Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life. Hey, everyone, we're back with the Hindsight Podcast. <laughs> Y'all didn't see it. My wife just made a funny face. Um, yeah, I'm putting that on there. <laughs> So, hey, we're, um, we're coming off of some time with the Bennetts, uh, where we just met with them, and we decided to take a detour before we get into our next set of parents that we're meeting with that will come out next week. We are detouring, Jan mentioned it at the end of the Bennetts podcast, back into college. And so we've got some friends that uh, their kids just finished high school, they're getting ready to hit into their freshman year. Uh, many of you out there may have those kids, or you may know somebody, and so this is a podcast for them where we're looking back hindsight with a few kids that just finished their freshman year. They're now heading into their sophomore year. We met with two. We went with a guy and with a girl and uh, really just asked them in hindsight, what are some things that they learned from their freshman year that they think would be beneficial to share? Right. And our first person is Bridget. She goes to the University of Georgia. So we'll have her talking about the large campus and then Trey will tell us about being at a smaller campus. He goes to Sanford. But both were great. I think what you'll love about Bridget, she's very open. She's very honest. She'll talk a lot about the expectations that she had before even leaving to go to school. She covers some of her roommate situations. And, you know, we hunker in and we talk a little bit more detail about, okay, so how do you balance now having this new freedom? How do you how do you balance managing your school workload without maybe having the parent right next to you to kind of hound you or look over your planner and she does a great job of just kind of being real honest about things that she wishes she may have worried less about or things that she wished she would have done differently so now going into her sophomore year she does feel a little bit wiser so hopefully if you're a rising freshman this will help uh, set the course for your freshman year and dispel some of your fears yeah we think you guys will get a lot out of it so let's jump in with Bridget Today we have a special guest. We have Bridget Walton with us, and we're doing a little bit of a detour to our regular topic, and we are bringing in Bridget to talk about her freshman year of college. Um, She's now getting ready to go into her sophomore year at the University of Georgia, but we thought it'd be great to get some hindsight from her for up-and-coming freshmen's and for her to be able to give them some insight as to what things she experienced, what things she could share about the person who is anxious about entering college. So welcome, Bridget. Thank you. Yeah, we're glad you're here. This is something where, uh, you know, the timing just seemed like a really good opportunity for us. We know a couple of kids that are graduating high school and heading into their freshman year. And just with the whole theme of hindsight, we thought we'd do a quick insert right here in July, August, right before they head out so they could maybe learn from some folks that have just experienced this and hopefully maybe take some of these things and make their freshman year even better. So Bridget, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Happy to be here. And sharing a little bit about your first year at, uh, at Georgia. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> um, big dogs fan and family oh, yeah. we have here. Um, why don't you do this real quick? Why don't you give everybody just a quick snapshot of who you are and maybe just a little bit about your first year at Georgia? Yeah, I grew up in Atlanta. I mean, suburban life, 100%. Decided to go to UGA, which was like the best decision ever. And freshman year was great. And I'm majoring in graphic design. 
loving sorority life. I'm a young life leader. Go Athens Academy. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, just loving life right now. Very cool. So graphic design. Wasn't your sister... Was she graphic design too? She art, started in art, yeah, for the first yeah. two years, and then she switched to advertising. But now, now she's a graphic designer, yeah, yeah, sure yeah. enough. So, okay. yeah, Very kind cool. of following her footsteps. Awesome. Uh, well, we are super glad that you're joining us, especially the fact that you went to Georgia. Um, that just makes it even better. <laughs> um, that'll probably come up a couple times in this podcast. Keep it coming. I love it. Um, that's right. So we're sitting down, obviously, to learn from you and mm-hmm. share a little bit of your experience on freshman year. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned that uh, you're also in sor- your sorority life. Mm-hmm. Which sorority are you? Avakai Omega or Ikayo. Okay. All right. Awesome. Um, so maybe let's start with that. Did you know when you went in for your freshman year, did you know for sure, I'm going to do this whole sorority thing, I'm going to rush, pledge, all that kind of thing? You know, I knew I wanted to rush for sure because I was like, you know what? Like, this is a great experience. I got to learn how to talk to people. I got to get over the fear of making new friends because that's literally going into a huge school. Like, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. And so I I wasn't banking on like, oh, I have to get into this sorority or I have to be in a sorority. It wasn't something I relied on to have a great freshman experience. But I was like, you know what? Like, if this is something the Lord wants me to do, like, I'm just going to try. So, yeah, so I went through Rush, and Rush is, like, the most awful, wonderful experience. I know. I've um, that. <laughs> yeah. It's seriously so exhausting. How many sororities are there at Georgia? There was 18 last year, and there's 19 this year because they just added a new one. Okay. So, so when you go through, I'm trying to go back mm-hmm. to my days, do you visit each sorority? Like, is that a part of the first, or do you have a certain amount that maybe you're interested in and then you visit those? You have to go to all of them. So first round is split into two days and you go to all, you split it. Yeah, so there's like 11 one day and then like seven the next. Obviously it'll be eight the next. Um, It's a long day. Yeah. But it's a great opportunity because you get to be friends with the girls in your Gamma Chi group that you're going through Rush with and you ultimately get to love on people because the girls rushing you are just as nervous as you are. Right. And it's just as hard to talk to people. And so it's a cool opportunity and you definitely get to learn from my experience. There's so many different groups of people out there. Yes. So that's a good thing, too, is to kind of know where you fit in. Yeah, to kind of find your bearings a little right. bit of, like, what Greek life is like at UGA for sororities. And ultimately to find people that, like, you feel like-minded with. Right. And even find people that you're super different with but are excited to go into friendship with. That's great. So if, you, um, if you're talking with someone that's getting ready to go into to the process— um, guy or girl, right, that's going to enter in uh, to the sorority fraternity world, and they've kind of made up their mind going in. They're going to be a freshman, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. What are one or two things that you learned through the process that would help them to navigate that process? I think going into rush on either side, boy or girl, just know that, like, it does not define your value. Like, just because a sorority might drop you doesn't mean that you're not worth it. It just means that it wasn't right, and the Lord has something better for you. And it's, rush is hard, and it feels sometimes like rejection. Right. But I think rejection is really just like protection from the Lord oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that you are amazing and worth it, and the Lord loves you, and you're going to be put where you need to be put, even if it's not what you know everybody on campus thinks is the coolest place to be, that you're ultimately at a place to be with a group of people that need you there and need to be loved and need Jesus just as much as you did at some point, and you still yeah. do. So, right. yeah, just to know that you're, you know, you're not defined by what sorority you're in or fraternity. It's just an opportunity for you to love people well. And also to go into it knowing that there are going to be people very different from you, even in 
the yeah. same sorority right. and learning how to appreciate the differences mm-hmm. and to love them despite things you disagree on. Right. I think that's great. Yeah. I think I mean, that's, that's really just good. a life lesson right there because yeah. you're going to be in a work field, a workforce where you're going to have a conglomeration of people Absolutely. Know, having maybe the same um, vision. You know, you guys have a similar philanthropy or you have yeah. things that you're passionate about, but you have a lot of different people with different backgrounds. So, yeah, that's great. So what true. about the person that's heading into, you know, their freshman year and they're kind of on this fence of, God, I don't know if I want to do this whole sorority fraternity thing. What would you say to them if they're kind of on the fence thinking, I don't know that this is for me. Would you give them any different advice or how would you coach them? I think the first thing I would say is what is your end game here and why, are, why what are your reservations about it? Because I think some people are like, no, like sorority life is this and they expect it to be like oh all every girl in a sorority like drinks and parties and is obsessed with you know their image and you know hooks up with boys and knowing that that is not true and they're not cookie cutter I guess just managing your expectations of like why do you want to rush and like what persona do you think a sorority might have Mm -hmm. or also thinking like oh I don't want people to think I'm like a sorority girl when really that's just insecurity and realizing that you could be missing out on something amazing and go through rush. If you feel like this is not what the Lord wants you drop, Yeah, there's no harm in it. It's, you know, it's a stressful week, but ultimately like if you decide it's not where you want to be, there's no consequence of you saying, you know, you know what, this is a great experience. I met some great people, but this isn't what I'm called to. Or you get into a sorority and a month later you're like, this doesn't bring value to my life, Right. then you can drop. You yeah. know, it's not this like binding thing of right. like, I'm locked in this forever. So I yeah. guess that's what I would say. I think those are good perspectives because I think so many people, like you said, build their identity around the sorority. Like that is who they become instead of the sorority is going to enhance who I already am. Right. And I think that's a big thing going in as a freshman because you're so insecure, you know, like yeah. you're trying to it's so out true. who you are outside of your high school years mm-hmm. or your core group of friends from home. And now you're going into this whole big ocean of other people. So I think it's really important for, for girls, especially to, yeah. to be able to be confident with themselves first without having to attach to a name or a sorority or a club. Yeah, Absolutely. When you think about, let's move a little bit away from um, sorority world and into, you know, just getting this whole new world of workload and Mm -hmm. classes and schedules and managing your schedule. What about the whole class schedule workload did you learn in your first semester? Or if you were sharing with somebody, they're going into their schedule, what what would they need to do to make sure it's a great semester from a class perspective? Of how to arrange your schedule or just like in general? Study, manage your schedule, like all of that. Time management. Time management. (laughs) That's a super important, super important part of college for sure, especially freshman year. Um, I think just manage your expectation of you're going to have to work. Right. And I think no one told me that going into college that I was going to have to study a lot. And being an art major, it looks very different. It's like sure. creative labor rather than like studying for a test and doing math homework. Um, and because I did dual enrollment in high school, I had a lot of those classes done. But yeah, just being able to manage your time well um, and being able to say no to things. It's hard freshman year because everybody's doing everything and knowing that the great thing is everybody has to study. Right. So use that time and... Ask the girl you just met, 
who you think is kind of cool, if she wants to go study with you and make it a thing and make friends in your classes, sit in the front row. It's scary. <laughs> Talk to your teachers. Yeah. Seriously, it makes all the difference in the world. That's the difference between an A and a B. Right. You know? Because if yeah. you have a high B and you're on the line and you're like, hey, doctor, what's, what's your name? You know, what can I do to make this, you know, an A? He's going to help you They're because he knows you and he, he they, they yeah. want you to succeed. So, right. yeah, I would say just managing your time well. And first semester, I mean, you're inevitably going to stay out really late, even if you're just at cookout or watching movies. Like, it just happens. You get caught up. Because you um, can. Yeah. Yeah. But just, yeah. but just know that you're going to do that. And, you know, when you get home from class, don't just lay on your futon and watch Netflix or play video games. Like, no, sit down, knock, th- knock through some stuff real quick. And, you know, that's a great way to manage your time, I think. You know, because you're now managing your own time on your own. You don't have... No one's keeping you accountable. ...watching just to make you sure, right? right? Nudging you, you know, hey, don't forget, don't forget. Well, they're not there, right? It's you and maybe roommates, right? Yeah. If they're interested in your world and want to make sure you're you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're talking through how to prepare best for your schoolwork. How do you balance when all this other fun social stuff's going on? I think in the first semester, maybe not very well. I don't know if I balanced it too well. I mean, I think there's definitely days when I was up till two in the morning finishing an art project that I Mm -hmm. forgot about or was like, no, 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 I'll do it another time. And so I think because of that, oftentimes I would come home from class and like do my stuff and then I'd be like, oh, I'm done at, you know, seven o'clock, go to dinner. And now I'll stay up till 4 a.m. hanging out with my friends because I didn't hang out with them before. And then you sleep through your 8 a.m. the next morning. Oh, right. Which happened <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So it's easy to procrastinate. But So you learned that your first semester. How, you, how did you do it different the second semester? I think just realizing, A, valuing sleep. And that sometimes, you know, your friends are going to be there for you. And they want to hang out with you. And it's not this thing of... Like, FOMO is so real of, like, oh, they're all going to hang out, and then they're going to forget about me, and I'm not going to be in that group message that they made that one night, and then I'm out of the group. That's not going to happen. People care about you, and people want to know you and spend time with you. I think in the second semester, you feel like you have more of a foundation for friendships, and so you feel just more secure in those friend groups. And you're always meeting people, but I think it just feels a little bit more secure. So you feel able to say no to things because you know the next day something will happen again. Yeah. I think that's great. It's it's a tricky thing to balance, you know, because it's just so new. And I think the FOMO thing is real, right? So real. You don't want to miss out on what's going on with your friends. Yeah. And, and I think the thing to remember is that they're going to be there tomorrow. You're there all year. You th- yeah. Right? You're not just there for a weekend. Yeah. Right? You're there all year, so they're going to be there the next night, and then they're going to be there the next night, and and so it's just trying to balance that. Looking at say the first month, first six weeks of school, what are the things that someone needs to know on? Hey, these are the things to do like hey make sure you do these things and then maybe one of the things like hey you're gonna see stuff about this you don't need to do that yeah is there anything like that that you can think of I think the first thing would be everybody wants to make friends just as much as you do and it's super it comes really quickly and I know that like that's something I had a ton of fear going into college because I was like what if I don't make friends like these people don't know me and they are feeling the exact same way. And these are people you live with. You literally live on their hall or on their building um, or right around the corner. You eat meals with them. You're in classes with them. Take the first step. Meet people. They want to meet you too. Um, And I think it also comes from just saying yes to things. Choosing what you say yes to, for sure. (laughs) Of, yeah, 
alcohol is super accessible and you can go downtown. And if you, especially if you're a girl, like it is not hard to get into a bar if you don't have a fake, but knowing that the decisions that you make early on are just going to open more doors and it's a slippery slope. And the moment you get on there, it's really hard to get off. So setting boundaries for yourself early on of what you are going to do and what you aren't going to do. And once you do, other people have made those decisions too. And you're going to find people that also don't drink and also don't party and don't hook up with boys and, or girls if they're a guy. And, and then all of a sudden you have amazing people that want to have a ton of fun doing things that like honestly please the Lord. Yeah. Um, and they're still fun. They're so much fun. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. A blast. Like going rollerblading or just like silly things of, right. I didn't even know this was going to be a blast, but you're playing volleyball till four in the morning. And that's just, yeah. Especially on a campus like UGA when, you know, there's going to be several folks that are listening that are going to be going to bigger schools. Yeah. There are so many things to do um, outside of just going downtown yeah. right, on a Friday night or a Thursday night or whatever and Absolutely. hanging out until two in the morning at the bar. There are so many different things um, that are that are available on such a large campus because there's so many resources. And so right. um, I remember that when I was in school, when I went to Georgia, um, I wasn't a believer um, my first two and a half years at mm-hmm. Georgia. So I only saw one side of school. And then yeah. um, after I encountered who Jesus was and I was hanging out with different people, I learned that there's this whole other side of things going on. Right. And I was like, where did all this stuff come from? Yeah. There is so much to do and so many fun things to do and so many fun people to do it with. Um, so I think it's like to your point of just there's going to be more people that are thinking just that like are thinking that. the same thing. And they want to find like minded people. And I think at least at UGA, like there's so many campus ministries. Just go. Yeah. It might be a little awkward, but go. You'll make a friend there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially at UJ, there's so many things geared for freshmen of like, we have college life for people that want to be young life leaders. And then you have Freshly, um, which is just a great, like, small group kind of church ministry through Wesley. And just like saying yes to those things and like making an effort from the get go. And that's ultimately how you're going to meet amazing people that want to spend time with you and want to like talk about Jesus with you. And that's awesome. And then, further down the line, you can say, I'm going to do this as a leader next year, or I'm going to, you know, be an intern or I'm going to be a young life leader. And then ultimately you're set up for ministry for the rest of your college career, which ultimately is so rewarding. Yeah. Is there anything you would tell someone not to do? Like, don't do this. Like I saw this, I encountered this. I saw others get involved in this. I know you mentioned some of the drinking stuff, but um, anything like in your first six weeks, because you're that's when you're kind of hitting the ground and everything. You're so wide eyed, right? Yes. Anything else you saw like, yeah, just try to steer clear of this for a while until you really get your feet under you. Yeah, I think it depends on what you struggle with, too. Like if you know that you really like hanging out with boys who give you a lot of attention, freshman girl, you're probably really beautiful. A lot of fraternity boys are going to want to hang out with you and they might not have the best intentions and just setting boundaries on that. And if you do decide to go to a frat party, even if you don't drink, you know, it's not impossible to go and meet people and that are drinking and not drink, but just knowing that like these people might not have the best intentions and be friends with them and know them and talk to them, but keep your guard up. So I think just in general of all college, just keep your guard up and know that some people aren't as nice and thoughtful as you yeah. think they are. Yeah, even hearing that, I would think, girl or boy, I would think if you're going to go to something like that or something, don't go by yourself. Never. Oh, no, no, no. Don't go by yeah, yourself. Have go a by yourself. Have a girlfriend. Yep. Have your buddy there with you yep. to be like, hey, this guy has, has his hand on your leg and like you need to get out of here, especially like if someone is drinking and they're just totally 
oblivious to things going on. It's just really easy to be blind to those things. So yeah, always have a friend and it's so much more fun. And it's honestly really fun to go to things and be really weird and dance and Guys would be like, this girl is crazy, but who cares? Because That's it's right. a fun time yeah. and you got to spend it with your girlfriends. So, How important is it, because there's, there's going to be athletics in every school, how important is it to make sure you get to games and, and get engaged and go to a lot of the stuff that's going on, all that kind of campus stuff? Oh, super important. I mean, go dogs. What a season we had. That's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, game days are really fun, especially as a student. I think I like never really like cared about football. Like, I was like, yeah, I could cheer for Georgia, but you get so immersed in it and it's such a part of the culture of the university that you go to the games and then you feel so much camaraderie with all the students yeah. next to you and you're all standing on your, the bleachers and it's, you know, 90 degrees, straight sunlight, middle of August and you're like, I want to die, but we just scored a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> and you're high-fiving everybody and right. it's just a huge sense of camaraderie and you, you make friends that way too because right. you're there with your friend and yeah. then their friend's friend comes with all his friends and then all of a sudden... You're like, oh my gosh, this was fun. And then you're like, the game's over. Let's go to cookout. Or we should go jump in the fountain, you know? Like, just like random fun stuff that comes from just being spontaneous and showing up to things and having a good head on your shoulders to say, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. But saying yes to things because it's worth it. I think that's great. I think that's good for folks to hear. So as you think back on when you were entering freshman year just a year ago, what were things that you were most excited about and did they live up to your expectation? That's a great question. As someone who sets really high expectations for things and oftentimes is very disappointed, mm-hmm. I came into college with a lot of expectations, especially when it comes to like, I expected to have great friends, you know, and I expected to love my classes and I expected to be best friends with my roommate and meet a guy that wants to date you. You know what I mean? Just these expectations of like, this is all going to happen. It's going to be so good. And even just being independent of like, oh my gosh, my mom isn't finding friends searching me every day, (laughs) which I mean, I didn't really get up to no good as a kid, but you, they still search you and it's still like this, Hey, you need to be home. And you're like, I'm literally at my friend's house watching princess diaries. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) nothing bad is happening here, but you just have to, you sit under authority and you have to honor that authority. So And I think I was just excited to be on my own to kind of prove to myself that I could do it, that I was responsible enough to make good decisions Mm -hmm. that would make my parents proud and do make my parents proud. So I think expectations community-wise exceeded all my expectations. Unbelievably. That's one of the most like sweet parts of freshman year that I look back on. And some of the people that I was really close friends with, you know, early in the semester, like, yeah, maybe they aren't my best friends now, but they were amazing people and made me feel so loved and cared for and not alone. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of going into college. If I feel really alone, especially yeah. at a big school yeah. when you might not know a bunch of people mm-hmm. around you, but knowing that people want to know you and it's weird feeling like you don't know what these people's parents are like. You know, which is weird because growing up in high school and in middle school, you are over at their house and you know their parents, you know their siblings, and you don't know that. And so it's kind of like this weird thing of I have to get to know you just for you with no like preconceived notion, which can be really special. And so I think friendships wise definitely exceeded my expectations. Classes, love my classes. They're hard. The best things in life are hard. Keep going. <laughs> Core classes suck. Chemi- <laughs> you know, thankfully I didn't have to take chemistry because oh, everyone fails yeah. chemistry. Yeah. So yes. I didn't think I really looked out on that one. But teachers want the best for you and they want to know you. Yeah. Take a chance. Talk to them. The worst thing that can happen is they can be like, no. And then you're like, okay. 
Back to where I, I was. I think that's great because I think that's intimidating, you know, going into, especially at a bigger university, the size of classes sometimes. I think it's great to hear from you that, hey, don't be intimidated. Yeah. Go interact with them, get to know them, let them get to know you. That's going to help you make, you know, push that B to an A or if it's even a C to a B, whatever, wherever Right, at, right. It's going to help you. Um, yeah. I think that's great that you're sharing. Yeah. And then I just think it's funny. You feel like, oh, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to date somebody. We're going to get married, you know, in five years. It's going to be awesome. It might not happen. And I honestly, I know so many people say this. Don't rush into anything your freshman year. You change so much. And you don't know these people very well yet. Mm -hmm. And give it time. And, yeah, it hurts when you like a guy a lot and he doesn't like you. That sucks. That is never a good feeling. Especially when you have such a broader selection of people. Yeah, and it feels like, oh, these are my friends right now. And these are going to be my friends for the next four years. It can feel like, oh, I'm not going to meet anybody else. You will. Yep. Mm -hmm. And maybe... Three months will go down, and he's dating someone else, and that really stinks. But ultimately, like, you are protected from something. Um, So I think managing your expectations on that, that just, like, care about your friendships, especially freshman year, care about yourself, and then I think it'll pay off in the long run for sure. Yeah, I think you have to become secure. When I think back on my freshman year, you know, you, you write, you're just self-defining on so many fronts, you know, even figuring out, is this the major that I really want to continue to pursue? And what kind of friends do I want to hang out with? And who would I really want to date now that I have this? So I think that's really great perspective because your freshman year, you're in this wild environment that's so wide open. And so you do have to kind of slow down a little bit, take one step at a time. Like you said, concentrate on friendships, your schooling, and then I think coming into sophomore year, you're probably a whole different person. So different. You know, you're so much more confident. Yeah. I think, too, when it comes to guys especially, and I'm sure it's the same on the other end, I didn't have a bunch of guy friends in high school. I definitely had friends that were guys that, like, were awesome and I'm really close with. But in college, you just, like, you have big friend groups, and there's, like, lots of guys, and they're awesome. And, you know, if you make the right decisions to, you know, look for these certain people, you'll find them, and you'll be like, wow, these people are awesome. But also setting boundaries of where your friendships are. And I feel like that was something that I had no idea going into college, but... And I think nothing inappropriate ever happened, but it's easy to be like, oh, like we're watching a movie. I'll rest my head on your shoulder or like we're sitting really close, but we're just friends and we're just, you know, I'm, you know, my love language is physical touch <laughs> and it is, but you have to have boundaries because yep. right. especially that makes you feel like, wow, this person, like I feel really cared for by this person. And it's like, you were never meant to feel that way right. with this person. You're just convincing yourself that you are because yeah. you are feeling this intimacy that comes from just really pretty harmless interaction but everyone talks about how cuddly everyone is freshman year which is such a silly thing to say but everyone talks about it it's really true set (laughs) boundaries it's not worth it and then it's kind of awkward later right when you're like yeah we're just friends yeah we're just friends (laughs) and I never liked you like why were we sitting so close to each other on that couch watching that weird movie like just yeah yeah just setting good boundaries to protect friendships and protect your feelings honestly just guard your heart and I feel like that's funny because a lot of people say that freshman year, but definitely guard your heart. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So on the flip side, um, we may have talked about some of it, but what things made you really anxious? You know, going into the unknown of a large campus, being on your own, roommate situations, etc. What What things were you really fearful or nervous about and how did those play out? Yeah, 
I think the funny thing is what I was most anxious about was what I was most excited about, Mm. was I was most nervous about not finding community, about not making friends and not feeling known by people. And it's something that I continued to struggle with. Um, Because, again, these people haven't known you your whole life, and they don't know what you were like in middle school and high school. And it's easy to feel like they only know one facet of you, which is great because it feels like you're starting fresh, but can feel very confining at the same time because you're like, no, I want you to know the things that I struggle with and where I am now to get a perspective on, you know, the whole person that I am. So I think I was most nervous for that. And I struggled a lot with loneliness in high school, and I was like, you know, first night your parents leave and my roommate hadn't moved in yet. Cause I, she didn't rush and I was alone in my room and I was like, rush started the next day. And I was like, I'm alone. Like I'm totally alone right now. Like I have no one to call. I have no one to go hang out with right now. So I think that was a huge source of, you know, fear and anxiety for me, but you got to work hard for things. And it was so worth it to experience that because you just got to like And that's why you say yes to things, because the more you go into it, the more payoff you'll receive and the sooner you'll feel like you have found that community. And it definitely exceeded my expectations in that regard, too. So I think what I was most nervous about was finding friends. Mm -hmm. But I think that's also what I was most excited about. That's good. What is some looking back a whole year can be anywhere in the year. First first semester, second semester, wherever you're at. What is what is one or two things that you wish you did more of? I think more intentional time with people. You know, you spend a lot of time, you go to the dining hall and you eat with like 20 people and you're just all talking, but to actually text one of your friends and say, hey, like, let's go out to lunch. And like quality time is very different than just spending time with people. And I think it can feel like the reason you cannot feel known by people is because you're not making the effort to know them. Mm. So make an effort and to have intentional time, ask them about what their families like, ask them about what they struggled with in high school and actually try to have deeper friendships because it can feel very surface level, especially at the beginning. But yeah, just taking that step and not feeling like people are going to reject you because people are like, oh my gosh, like really, like you want to sit down and actually hear about this? I've been waiting for someone to do this. And it means a lot to people and sophomore year, especially like going into this and even over the summer, like. Maybe I haven't kept up with a lot of my surface level friends, but it's the deep friendships that I did have these conversations with that I do text and FaceTime and talk to. Yeah. And those are going to be the friendships that I think are going to take me more into the later years of college. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, um, again, looking at your whole year, freshman year, is there any one or two things that you look back and go, I wish I would have done that less? I think first semester, being touchy. For sure, <laughs> and it, it, which is so silly, it and it was it was never yeah. inappropriate, like yeah. necessarily That's inappropriate. Love that. But it was something that all of us were talking, have been talking about, and we're like, that was just weird. Yeah. But on a more serious note, definitely like making excuses of like, oh, I'm just really tired, and like, oh, like this is like such a great you know time to make friends. I'll have my quiet time later. And I'll stay up till four in the morning now, and then I'll do it another time. And you're not prioritizing, like, what's really important and what's going to keep you fed, I guess, spiritually Mm -hmm. through the dry seasons because they come and they're hard. So you're going to stay up late, that's for sure, but you also need sleep and you need alone time. So I know it's easy to, like, rush into things and be like, it's okay, it's okay, keep going, keep going, but, like, take time for yourself because ultimately you're going to feel a lot more confident when you feel like you... And the Lord have intimacy. It's going to filter into your friendships. 
I love that. That's great. Um, how did it work out with your roommate? So what did, was she someone that you knew? Did you have more than one roommate? What did that look like when you were getting ready to go into school? Yeah, so I lived um, with a mutual friend that's just an older girl at UGA that I kind of knew was, like, friends with from high school, who she needed a roommate, so she was like, hey, here's her Instagram, like, (laughs) you should DM her, and I was like, oh my gosh, no, that's terrifying, she's gonna reject me, which is just silly, and then she DM'd me, and we just kind of talked, and it was awkward, things are awkward, and we met for the first time, (laughs) which was really awkward, too, and, (laughs) but it was sweet, and just funny looking back at it, so we we kind of like hung out like maybe three times and then we were like, yeah, like, let's room together. Um, and she loves Jesus, super into art. We like really got along great. And she was just an amazing freshman roommate and just like really chill, not easily aggravated. And I'm not either. And just learning like, yeah, like sometimes she turns the light on when it's, she has an 8 a.m. and I have a 10:10 class <laughs> and just rolling over and falling back asleep and choosing your battles. Cause you want to have a good roommate friendship. So yeah, and it was great, too, because she, you know, had her own friend group, and I had mine, but when we were in the room together, we still got along great, and we joked around, and it was, I couldn't have asked for a better roommate situation. It was awesome. What would set some people up for success going into the roommate situation? Because that can be a train wreck. Yes, it can. Mutual friends is a great way to do it, because then you have kind of someone else being like, yeah, I know, they're actually great, you know, like, they're mm-hmm. actually not going to go crazy, and to some extent, you can't you know, for see if someone's going to start drinking in the beginning of school. Cause a lot of times they haven't made that decision yet until they yeah. get there. And that's a hard thing, but just choose to love them mm-hmm. and they might make decisions that are, you know, you disagree with. And if the Lord prompts you like have those conversations. But I think as a roommate, your role is to just make a room that feels like a refuge. So I would say, try not to pity roommate, you know, if you're like, Oh, like I feel really bad. Like this person wants to room with me and I don't really want to room with them, but I feel really bad. So I guess I'll say yes. And that can happen. And, you know, if you feel like that's what the Lord wants you to do, by all means do that. But it's your only place that's just yours. And being able to say like, I'm going to like choose someone that I feel like I can be myself around and that respects my, you know, when I do need to have alone time. So Mm -hmm. I think that's great because it can definitely be even though you're out and about a lot when you're at college, like you said, having a safe haven to come home, you don't want that drama because then you don't have anywhere <clears throat> to go to camp out and to yeah. charge. So I think that's great having the confidence up front to be able to maybe say no or, hey, I have another option that I think is going to work out better. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So just a little bit of nitty gritty before we wrap up. Most of the folks that are going into their freshman year and that are probably listening are going to be staying in the dorm. What's the nitty-gritty on the dorm? What do they need to know about dorm life, <laughs> the bathrooms? Like, what Like what do they need to know? What's going to help them get around oh, man. the dorm? What's the <laughs> secrets? Dorm life is a blast. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's hard. It's weird, at least at UGA, like, co-ed living. Like, ours was separated by hall, which was great. But, like, sometimes you're walking to your shower and you a towel and there's a guy walking by and you're just like, keep your head down. Like, don't make eye contact. <laughs> and you get used to it, sadly. But, yeah, it's gross. It's dirty. It's small. But it's so sweet. And you make friends. And then 
being able to like walk down two flights of stairs to be in your best friend's room and watch a movie and you make lots of friends that way because you know you're walking down the hall and you get to say oh my gosh hey what's up you know and meet whoever they're standing with and you're right in the heart of everything and it can feel really stressful but I love living in the dorms and it's gross but you can do it you can totally do it and and it's ultimately your choice of whether you want to be friends with people in your hall. And I, that's something I wish I did more is reached out more to the girls in my hall. Because some of them were really crazy and didn't make the same decisions that I did. But need friends just as much as I do. All right. What are some key things that you must have? Okay. So I know everyone goes crazy on, especially girls, on like the bedding and the rugs and the chandeliers yes. or what have you. <laughs> Knowing that you have small space... What is a necessity, and then what things could they just leave at home? You don't need a printer unless, well, I I would say don't bring a printer. At least at UGA, we have WEPA, which is like these printers in like every building all around campus, and you just go to the website, upload your you know document, go in, and you can print it right there for like ninety cents, which ultimately saved a ton of space. I rarely print anything. So that was like really helpful. Um, make your bed comfy. It's going to be your bed for a year almost. Your bed, your couch. Yes. Yes. Be organized. Don't bring everything with you. You don't need everything you think you need, especially like toiletries wise. Like, are you really going to use three different lotions? No. Like this is your, it's where you live. Sometimes I feel like you pack it, like you're going to vacation. You're like, well, maybe I'm going to decide I need this, but like, it's just life and you're going to need what you need. And don't freak out if you forget something because there's a target everywhere <laughs> and I didn't have a mattress topper the first night because I forgot and I just ran to target the next day bought a mattress topper so yeah just don't stress about the things you don't need all the super specific like exactly dorm fit like shelf or anything like just find what you have and you can make it cute and make it just feel like home definitely need a laundry bag because if you're like me and you live on the fifth floor you have to walk up and down five flights of stairs because the elevators are too slow mm-hmm. with all your laundry Gotcha. Definitely have that. I had a drying rack just because there's only so many places you can lay a wet pair of jeans, you know? Yeah. But yeah, just stay organized. Make it feel like home. That's the best advice I could give. And if you have a lofted bed, because ours are like like way lofted, have like a basket attached to it so you don't have to slide off your bed every time you want to like charge your phone or put your book down. Like have a basket. Have a basket. That's a, basket. a huge tip. Stuff in. That's great. Yeah. Love that. Good. So anything else, your last words that you Party say words. now that you're going to be the big sophomore, what would benefit someone listening, a freshman that say, okay, this is one thing I'm going to leave you with? I think my, my parting words would be reach out to older students, find a junior or a senior, um, maybe a sophomore. Um, I think sometimes, you know, we're not that far ahead of you to give you like some really hard truth. But definitely find someone older to mentor you and to disciple you. My mentor freshman year challenged me more than any of my friends did. And that invaluable to me. And where did you find her? She was just a family friend, like my, one of my sister's best friends growing up and also in my sorority. And just reached out to her. And we just like hung out a couple times. And I was like, I need someone to challenge me and I need someone to give me wisdom. And she was like, I'd love to do that for That's you. And we met every week. And... 
that was one of the most special, like, quality things I could have ever asked for. And she still disciples me, you know, over the summer and into the school year. So definitely my recommendation. Great parting words. Absolutely. Great parting words. Thanks for sitting with us and sharing. Thanks for having me. Makes me want to go up to Georgia now. (laughs) Come on, go dogs. I know. We are ready. So, well, um, have a great sophomore year. Thank you. And thanks again for sitting with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good luck. Thanks. How fun to hear from Bridget, and for me, it took me back, so I was kind of excited to go back to college as an old person, <laughs> yeah, but for those of you who are actually in the car and packed up and ready to go into your dorm or your apartment, we are sure hopeful that that was really a great um, message for you to listen to, and that hopefully you walked away with something really helpful. That yeah. was our goal, is to really bring these kids in here to share with you so that you're feeling more equipped and mm-hmm. more confident about going into one of the best years of your life and the next four years. So hopefully that was great for you guys. Yeah. Hopefully it eased your mind a little bit about how you're feeling and and maybe got you a little more excited. Uh, I know you're already excited as you're thinking about what's coming in the next couple of weeks, but hopefully it got you a little more excited and maybe ease some of the tension. So um, our next one you're going to hear, we're going to sit down with Trey at field and Trey is a rising sophomore, just finished his freshman year at Samford, uh, and he'll make sure to to tell us that's not with a T. <laughs> um, Samford in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his experience and share some of the things that he learned uh, that hopefully you guys can get a lot out of as well. Be sure you guys that are listening, especially those of you that are in college or heading into your freshman year of college. Um, share this with folks, um, especially others, peers that you know, other other friends that are heading into their freshman year, uh, and just think it would be really beneficial for them to hear. So please share it, and also please go out, review, and uh, and like us on our Facebook page, and just let us know what you think about this. And any parents out there that are listening, uh, as we get ready to head into our next session with couples coming up in August, uh, just anything you guys have question-wise, would love to hear from y'all from a feedback perspective. So... Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we're going to jump to the next podcast you'll hear us come in where we talk to Trey Atfield.